you guys. Whew. Man, I've been, I've been crying all morning. <laughs> I was a wreck all through the worship. Oh, my gosh. I mean, how about when Shout to the Lord came, right? It, like, it was like, oh, my gosh, that song is still just as powerful today juice. as it was then. Wow. Um, wow, this has just been a really cool time for us. It's been a cool time to reminisce, but it's been a cool time to just share, too, what God's done. And I think that, like a lot of the songs we sang this morning, you know, how faithful, God, great is your faithfulness. It's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, great is your faithfulness. Wow, that's a long time, you know, to... And yet, it's nothing to him. He can be faithful like that. He's faith. He was faithful then. He's faithful right now, and he's going to be faithful in the future. Can you imagine? We have a God like that. We can count on his faithfulness. Not guess. We can count on it. Um, we had a dinner, the dinner last night, and um, how many of you were able to be there? Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. And uh, we had some testimonies. We had a few testimonies, and um, uh, Jonathan and Cindy shared, and, um, and um, Paul and Leslie shared, and, um, and Kelly. Kelly shared last night, and she gave her testimony about Adam. And um, just a recap for those of you that may not be familiar with that testimony, because um, it was so good for us to hear that testimony again. I believe, how old is Adam? Thir 13, right? So 13 years ago, just how Kelly shared that uh, when she was carrying Adam, the doctors gave her very serious grave reports. And that is no exaggeration. It was, they were very grave him, we, even if he does live, kind of reports um, for what kind of things would be wrong with him. It was, it was, it was absolutely insane. And um, she went on to give that testimony, how she stood through that time with those difficult reports. But I think something that popped out to me last night was she said she was so grateful that she was here and that she could, she could know that count on people around her that would believe with her because she was not going to believe that report. And man, it was a hard report. But she didn't want to re believe that report. She refused to believe that report. But she knew her circle, there would be a circle around her that would stand with her in that. And I think that something that really touched me in that was that only 10 years before that, we had gone through the most serious, horrible thing in our life, like you saw in the thing, so devastating. And yet, see, God turns things around. See, God healed our hearts. And because he healed our hearts, he renewed a hope in us that, all right, Sometimes things don't happen the way we want them to, but that doesn't mean it's not for real. And it doesn't mean it's not true, and it should be happening. And God did that. And I thought, wow, God, that's a, that's a part of that, a testament there. That's a testament that 
he healed us and restored that faith in him that only he could do. See, it's all through grace that we even believe like we believe. It's his grace. Yeah, and we can all tap into that. But I just thought that was so cool how, how Kelly shared. She said, she said she didn't even share the reports of what the doctors were telling her with even some of her closest family members because she knew they, they would just fall into, Panic. oh, no, it's over, it, you know, with the, the reports. But how cool that she found a place. Who would believe with her? And oh my goodness, if we all, we all know, Adam is just sitting here today and he is absolutely amazing and brilliant and nothing like what the doctors say. <laughs> so cool. Just, I, I, I guess that's what hit me this morning when I was thinking about it. It was like, wow, God, great is your faithfulness. No matter what or where you're at, it's just I'm saying this for even right now. I mean, if you feel like I don't know if I can believe, or if I if I can believe, maybe like I used to, or I've never been able to believe like that, or whatever the case it is. Yes, you can, but it's only through Him. You just ask Him. You just say, Lord, I want to believe like you believe. And He'll do that. He will restore that. It's amazing what God can do. It really, really is. I know I said on the thing, I said thank you to everybody who's ever been a part of us and in years past and are a part of us now. Or what. But it's really true. It's worth saying again. To me, Faith Worship Center is not a building. It's, it's been a people and people that are here but maybe not here anymore, it, it doesn't make any difference. It's a tribe. It's a people who each one reflected something about God that not another person in the universe could reflect. And because of that reflection, each one has brought that wow. and deposited that into this, into this place. And for that, we are so, so grateful. We're so grateful to each one of you. Wow. I might say more, so I'll say. You might say more? Okay. Um, I, I, I love hearing her talk. <laughs> uh, this morning during worship, I, I don't know how many of you could see it, but I was doing a live video on Facebook. And on that last... Uh, song, I believe it was the last song, yeah, because Bob got up and started speaking afterwards. I looked up, and right in front of my face, well, I noticed this, because right in front of my face was all this, like, cloud of, like, dust. And I'm he looking did. at... He did, he goes, did you guys just see that? He was saying I'm that to Lori I'm looking at this cloud I... of dust, and I, I had my live video on, and I looked up, and right over my head was this thick cloud of dust. I've got it on my live video on Facebook. <laughs> and I was just like going, oh, Jesus, this is so cool. And I looked over at Lori. I said, do you see this? And she goes, it's only over you. <laughs> and it was. It was just like over, right over my head in front of my face. You saw it too? When I was doing it. <laughs> 
And I could tell I could tell on the camera that it's actually showing up on the camera. You can actually see it wow. on the camera really well. So uh, check that out on Facebook. That's going to be an amazing video. And then Bob started talking, and the cloud went away. And I went, oh, doggone it. Ah, Bob. Scared the cloud off. <laughs> Sit down, Bob. I'm just razzing you. You know that. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm glad we have a close relationship with Bob and Lori. They, um, they are such a blessing to us. Uh, they've been four and a half years now with us almost, and we, we've just seen the community be built, and we've seen uh, you guys gather together like you've never gathered together before, and it's just a wonderful sight. We just really enjoy having them with us, and we bless them and, and just honor them. You're not a... You, you're not a Come on, that's good. So good. It's going to be it's going to be an exciting 90 years ahead with you guys, that's for sure. Um, there's over the years God has put a lot of scripture in my heart. I I feel like um you know Wow, isn't that rain? Wow. I feel like um, there are a lot of people that can intellectually stumble over the Scripture. I mean, you can, you, if you read it with a, an intellect of a natural mind, there, are a, lot of, there can, a lot of skepticism, skepticism can develop just over, over the Bible and its narrative and different things that are in there. And, you know, if you've been reading the Word for long, it's been... 40 years now since I rededicated my life to the Lord. I've been reading the, the Word for all those years. And you, you see something said in, in the Old Testament. You see something said in the New Testament that kind of like sounds like it contradicts. That's the kind of stuff that people can stumble over. But I have such a value for Scripture and such a value for the Word of God. And we have found that over these years that there are Scriptures that I read 40 years ago that really didn't do a whole, whole lot for me 40 years ago. And now they speak to me living life. Because the word is living, it is alive, it, it carries a power within it to uh, build us up and encourage us. And we read it by faith, and, and that's where you get your inspiration, is by, by faith, believing that God's speaking through this. And there have been some scriptures over the years that have really ministered to us, and ministered to me in particular, and um, I just wanted to share some of those. The first one is John 12, 43, and Jesus is talking about the scribes and the Pharisees. They're getting a little ticked off at him. You know, they're getting really ticked off with them. They're upset at him totally to a point that they want to kill him. And he, he pointed out a problem within the scribes and the Pharisees. And this is what that scripture says. They love the praise of men more than the praise of God. And that scripture stuck with me at a very young age. Uh, 40 years ago when I read that. I, it was something that I saw, a, a characteristic within uh, the heart of men that would be looking for affirmation uh, more so from others than from God. And I just realized he, he has to be my center. That the Lord has to be my center and that my praise for him has to be central in my life. I, uh, I, I've heard it preached over the years. Various people have said, you know, when you, when you receive a compliment... Smell it like perfume. Don't swallow it and drink it. It will hurt you, you know. And uh, I've, I've lived by various things like that to know that we're, we've both lived with this. We, we know 
that we're not here to receive praise from men. The center thing in our life that drives us is to receive praise from God and that our lives would actually praise Him. And that's what, you know, we have faith, right? We have worship. And that's a center in our lives. So that's one scripture. They love the praise of men more than the praises of God. And then another one that really stuck with me years ago is Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto myself. And this scripture meant a lot to me uh, years ago to just say, my life is going to lift him up. I'm going to, whatever I do in my life is going to lift up Jesus. It's all going to be back to him. And I didn't really understand the fullness of this. I was basically reading it in the context that it's written where Jesus was lifted up from the earth on a cross and all men would be drawn unto him and the grace of God and the forgiveness of God covered the whole world. And that was, that was the context of which I understood it many times. But I, over the years, I've grown in my understanding and the development of that scripture. And what I really feel that it really comes to mean to me is that Christ is in us and he's the hope of glory. And when we just have in our, in our lives, when we're centered in our lives with him and we're, he's centered in our lives, that he draws people unto himself. You get that? And the first time I got this was many years ago, probably 15, 20 years ago, when I, when I really saw this happen in real life, when I was getting this development going on in my thinking and I was in a grocery store, and up until that time, I didn't really have this a whole full understanding of grace, and that wasn't fully developed in me yet, and still not. I, I don't think it can ever really be fully exhausted. And I was just like carrying Jesus in me, and I realized I was carrying Jesus with me, and everywhere I went, Jesus was with me. He never took a vacation, never took a break. So if he's in me, I'm all the time carrying him with me wherever I go. And when I caught the revelation of this, he'll, he'll draw others to himself through me. Like, he'll just, like, people will start becoming magnetized to something inside of me. And so I started in public places, whether I was in Hannaford's or whether I was at a grocery store or whatever, I'd be standing in the, I remember standing in the meat market in, uh, at that time it was Victory, and I'm standing in the meat market at Victory, and I'm looking at some meat, getting some steak, and this guy comes up next to me, total stranger, he comes up next to me, he says, hey, you putting something on the grill today? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm really thinking it, giving it a good thought. And he starts talking to me, and he just starts opening up to me. He starts in the meat center of victory. This guy starts opening up his personal life to me. He says, you know, I used to go to church. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. This is before social media. There was no way that he could have ever put pieces this thing together. And he just starts talking about God as we're standing in the meat market. And I'm like going, Jesus, this is really working. <laughs> this stuff really works. You get, you get this in your heart and you get the perspective of it. And it, it, it works. It's all based on faith. Maybe it doesn't work for you, but it sure works for me. And I, I just feel like the, the more that we have him as center in our life, the more people will be drawn to him uh, in us. And then this, uh, this scripture... I still have time. I'm doing good. Whatever you do, work at it wholeheartedly as though you were doing it for the Lord and not merely for people. You know that it is from the Lord that you will receive the inheritance as a reward. It is the Lord Christ whom you are serving. 
And this goes back to 1978 when I committed my life to Jesus. I said, God, if you take me back, because I really felt I'd gone too far from God. I'd committed too many sins. I was such, such a bad sinner. I was such a bad boy. I, I just dishonored church. I dishonored God. I cursed him. I, I did everything. I was uh, in a bad state for seven years of my life uh, in high school. And I really didn't feel like he could take me back. It was an honest assessment. It was a lie, but it was an honest assessment. And I remember sitting on the bed saying, if you just take me back, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And that has stayed with me, that everything that we do, it's unto him. And we do it wholeheartedly. You want to say something? Not yet. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I listen to you very patiently, by the way. <laughs> so, the, very briefly, the first... Oh, boy, I'll be... I'll, we'll have a talk afterwards, but... No, 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 I'm just kidding. Um, the very first thing uh, is that whatever you do, and I, I feel like uh, there, there has to be things finalized in us, okay? It's like... There were some things that we carried uh, for, you know, that, uh, that I carried for a good 10, 11 years before they came into a place of, you know, starting the church. There were, God was just pouring a lot of things into me before we made that decision. And, and whatever you do is a big deal, okay? Because it really, just, it really just means we can do whatever. Whatever's a big field. I mean, it's like, it's a big playground out there. We can do whatever. It's not like, you know, I, I like what Bill Johnson says, you know, uh, as far as the will of God goes in your life, consider that you have a green, li green light to do whatever you want unless you specifically see a red light. Unless you specifically hear God say, no, that is not for you. You're not to do that. Then you have a green light for everything else. And I think that, um, you know, I think that there have been a lot of boundaries put on God's people. There have been a lot of... Uh, laws laid on people. You know, some of the backs of believers have been weighted down with the laws of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and the law itself. And it's like, there's a green light for us. You understand? We can do whatever we want to do. Whatever our skill set is. Whatever our skill set is, and he can grow your skill set. He, he can grow you into a new skill set. I've watched people get re-educated because they realized they were, they were going down the wrong, uh, you know, they were, they were basically in something that they didn't like and didn't want to be in, and they, they went back to college, and they re-educated themselves, and they, they got a whole new skill set, and they're doing fantastic with that. You see, maybe, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is I've heard believers over the years say, I just don't know what God's will is for my life, and His will for your life is whatever you do. It's to settle the question, okay? Because why, why live your life with a question mark when you have a green light? So these are things that were in us, okay? These, these were instilled within us when we made the decision to start the church. It was like, we have a green light to do this. We're all set. And as after we went through the green light, some things started happening. It was like we began to question, God, did you really say do this? You know? <laughs> and you have those kind of things that come up, come up, but it's like you still just keep him centered in your life. And you keep going forward. Yeah, so work at it wholeheartedly. That's a really good thing.
thing. Uh, that really just means make improvements on your skill set, make improvements on your, on your gifts. Go ahead. Become better at what you do and who you are. Grow. Develop. I think plateauing is one of the worst places a believer could ever be at. Grow and develop. Push yourself. If you feel like you can't find God, I like what Chris Valton recently said, believers who say they can't find God are lost. Strong statement, but it's got a lot of juice on that. You know what it really meant? Whoa, what do you mean? I've said I can't find God. Does that mean I'm lost? Yeah, you're lost. Get found again. Come into him. Amen. Draw near to him. Amen. So work out wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. And I think that's probably one of the most uh, important things. And uh, recalling for us, this recalling of 30 years, we sat, that video that you saw, which was done so well, it took us an hour to talk through 30 years. Took us an hour to talk through 30 years. We we basically were sitting there talking, talking, talking. Dan edited it so well. He does such a good job in that video. <laughs> Serena's <laughs> not Serena's Dan. Serena's other Dan, the brother-in-law, did a good job. Uh, he did a, such a good job uh, doing that. And uh, recalling our 30 years just touches a portion of what we have done, and the whole of it can't be recalled or the effects traced. Lives that we have touched touch others, and the effects of this will never be fully known and will continue throughout the years. When we go about our day knowing that the Lord considers our good works and keeps track of them, keeps track of them, it allows us to put things into eternal perspective. Living our lives not to be noticed by others, not to gain praise from others, is one of the key components in Jesus' teaching. And the perspective of eternity must always remain in our hearts. That we're living now unto the Lord. And he never forgets. And I have one more scripture and then you can rock and roll. You're ready to go. The other scriptures in Hebrews 11.6, it says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. Those who come to God must believe that He exists, and they must believe that He rewards those who look to Him. It's a very, very important concept that what we do might not always be valued and appreciated and seen by men, but God sees it. And the last one is rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Bob's rushing us. I'm just going to, no. no, he's just laughing at your oh, final and then the final one. and then final. <laughs> just, just one last thing, the scripture that was really coming to me um, just over this past week or maybe more than that was this scripture about do not grow weary in doing good. And that's doing good is loving Jesus, believing in him. Do not grow weary in doing good, for in due time you will reap a harvest if you don't quit. Wow. You know, people were saying last night, the best is yet to come. Yeah. That's what we believe too. The best is yet to come.
Don't grow weary. Don't quit. The best is yet to come. Awesome, baby. Oh, oops. One, yeah, I know there's a video. One last thing before the video starts. Um, and I, I mean this with all sincerity, that you guys really have been our reward. You're like our, the joy of our hearts. And we, for this time and for the last uh, six years, we've really been personally in one of the more favorable seasons of our life. And it's because you guys. And your honor that you give us and how you pour into our lives. And we just I just wanted to say that, how much I love each of you and how much I'm excited that we're growing and excited to see a continuation of momentum going forward. God bless you guys. Thanks.